The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer that... What, what is wrong with you? I didn't get through the intro and you're gagging. I got the, the cigar from the last episode. I didn't light it, so the, the end got all mushy and I just got tobacco in my mouth. Oh my gosh. This, somehow, 70-some episodes in, this is our worst intro ever. Well, this is a podcast for a comedy writer and a psychologist to try to solve your long-earning relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. Shockingly, I'm the comedy writer, and somehow, he's the psychologist with a PhD choking on tobacco. How are you doing tonight, I Steve? <laughs> I didn't think the mic would pick that up. Oh, it picks up everything. Uh, that's the, that's what a microphone does. It's there just Jeez. to record sound. It has literally one job. Uh-oh. Oh, boy, I'm doing swell, James. <laughs> Do we have a question tonight? I wish that tobacco would have killed you. <laughs> All right. Here's the question for this week. Uh, as you might know, the current situation here in Hong Kong, with all the protests and police brutality, the situation is not getting any better. My difficulty in all this is that I have family members that are working in the police force at the same time we have the pro-protest, pro-democracy. Uh, with the extremes at home, there are a lot of tension building up. Conflict is everywhere, including from within the police force. It is a very sensitive subject that no one can avoid as it is on the news, radio, and every media form on 24-hour loop nonstop. Knowing there is absolutely nothing I can do to help or change anything with the situation here in Hong Kong, I've been doing what I can to avoid the subject. Because I don't want to break down and cry in front of everyone, I don't voice it out. I don't talk about it, uh, but it doesn't mean that I don't care about what's going on. I normally just hide in my room and cry on my own. The hurt on bo uh, both sides is, face, uh, is facing makes me super emotional, even just thinking about it. I understand that my behavior makes me appear to be cold and distant and not care, but the fact is I do. I just don't know how to handle... No how to handle my emotions and I don't know how to face it. How do I lower the tension between my family members and not let everything that's happening uh, uh, affect me so much? So, we went from a very lighthearted oh, near death of you choking on tobacco <laughs> to a very serious question about coping with uh, with emotional turmoil <laughs> in, the, in the heat of a very difficult situation. So, I think this is maybe a worse transition than you with that dead dog last episode. <laughs> Take it away, Steve. <laughs> Being in uh, wrong and yes, wrong or not. Yes. Yeah, so did uh, just one detail. Did the writer say that uh, their parents work for the police in Hong Kong? They said family members. So I think they've got family members in the police oh. and family members in the protesters. Uh, you know, oh, civil war, God, brother against awful. brother type situation. Well, yeah, and I don't know, uh, without going into all the details of what's happening over there, it's pretty bad. And uh, it's going to blow at some point. And people are afraid. Hong Kong is being converted back into communism. And so there's a lot of tension coming from the outside because China has a lot of army and Hong Kong. Got anyway, the question comes down to how do I maintain, to use uh, all of you youngsters' language, in the face of all of this, I don't know, chaos that's spinning all around, and it can be a complete breakdown of infrastructure at some point over there. So it's reaching critical mass. But in general, I will say, and I, this is almost like um, if somebody from Beirut would have written this question in 1985, like uh, we were war torn and there's bombs dropping and there's people that like, I, I don't know how you cope with that other than you just have to go into this cocoon of denial. This isn't nearly where that is at. 
But I don't know if the letter writer can get out of Hong Kong or if they're anchored there. And even if they do, they know they still have family back in the thing. So all of that to say this, unless your life is physically in danger, where it's all bets are off, I would say if you're just trying to cope, do a little bit of what you're doing, that uh, you need a break from the news. You need a break from conversation about it. This is why... um, I'm a little concerned about people that just spew on Facebook and Twitter all the time because they immerse themselves in angst and then they draw people toward them that are similarly angst uh, prone. And so all they do is just sink into this quicksand and I'm pretty sure the letter writer knows what I'm talking about. So uh, even to schedule your freakouts, uh, just kind of coordinate off and say, when I get home from work, I'm going to unplug the phone. That's not a thing anymore. I'm going to turn my phone off. I'm going to uh, turn off the lights and just curl up in the corner and cry for a while and worry. And when it's done, let me be done. Just set an egg timer and say, I I have to get on with my life. I have to do laundry. I have to uh, do my homework from work that night. I have to vacuum my apartment. There are things you have to get done that, while they seem mundane, they can also be nice distractions from all the, the misery that's kind of going on around you. And uh, talk with friends about things that aren't related to the stress and the chaos. Talk about uh, soccer. If I don't know if Hong Kong is a soccer team. I imagine all of them do. Or talk about something. Talk about uh, anything that's not related to this. When this becomes condition critical, I, we sort of move into survival mode. And then it doesn't matter what people tell you to do. Uh, we're all brainstem at that point. But until then, take breaks from it. Uh, make sure you exercise. If the trifecta of physical health will affect your mental health. Make sure you sleep. Make sure you eat right. Make sure you exercise. And um, try to get a friend or two. If you've got one in the States or over in the UK or Europe or some, someone that isn't really living in this, where you can talk about things that have nothing to do with this. Talk about their life, their car broke down today, first world kind of problems that uh, you can sort of fly above where you're at. There's all kinds of ways to distract. And I know we're, uh, th- we, we live in a world where you're supposed to like touch your feelings and live in your feelings. And I'm saying no, that'll eat your lunch if you're down there for too long. So absolutely take breaks. You're underwater when you're thinking about this stuff. And at some point you can't control it. And so if you can kind of cordon off things you can control, your apartment, your laundry, you know, that kind of stuff. And then uh, immerse yourself down there when it's time and then come up and breathe. You've got to take those sucks of air sometimes and distraction can be just the thing. That's my best shot, James. I don't know how to handle this from a more sociological standpoint, but personally, he doesn't have to live in the soup. Well, you raised an interesting point with the angst on social media. Maybe this is kind of an aside, but I've been on Twitter since August of 2012, something like 2,500 days. And on every single one of those 2,500 days, there's been somebody freaking out about the worst thing ever. Like every day is the worst thing ever. There's always a crisis of some kind. And something like this is an actual real crisis kind of gives you perspective. It's like, okay, all those other 2,000 things you freaked out about all these consecutive days, like at least we don't have, you know, people marching down the streets trying to shut yes. down democracy like this this is a little bit of difference in scope here this is like a real actual problem and when there are real actual problems people are tending they, they're not expressing it on twitter so much they're doing it in real life but you know they've got the internet censorship and all that going on i would say in practical terms as this goes down she, this person has family members on both sides of the divide uh, i think insulating yourself as much as you can is good but on the flip side of that i would say don't close yourself off from any family members as as these things boil down i don't have any political 
solutions for you, nor do I think you would ever come to a strange podcast with two guys on it to try to find a political solution to this crisis. But I would say, you know, to your family members and the police and the family members among the protesters or whoever else, you know, don't cut them out of your life. Don't write them off. It might only be a small gesture, but that kind of, that communication, that connection of humanity that shows that the other side isn't always the other, that there are people you love on both ends there, uh, and you are kind of that connection between them. And if maybe everybody there does that, if they all, you know, protesters and police alike, if they all remember that ultimately, you know, they are the same people and maybe on some level, deep down somewhere, they all do want what's best. Somehow, maybe they can eventually find that common ground. Now, right here from, you know, thousands of miles away, I can't see what that common ground would be. Uh, but yeah, if I were to give you specific advice, you know, don't, uh, don't jump out and exacerbate things or make things worse than they are. Be a sounding board as much as you can. But, uh, you know, above all else, yeah, you do have to protect your mental health. Don't, don't put letting other people vent to you above your own well-being to the point where it gives you a nervous breakdown. It's kind of like with the, and I think Steve's used this example before, and it, it makes me very sad that he's rubbing off on me, but when the, when the air <laughs> things come down in airplanes, you're losing altitude, you put on the air mask on yourself first, and I think that has to be the, you know, it has to be your priority. Before you save your family, before you save democracy, you just kind of got to look out for yourself, because if you're not well, you're not going to be of use to anyone. So hang in there. Uh, and, you know, maybe maybe journal will keep down your thoughts. I mean, you are in a, a kind of fraught political time over there. If nothing else, it'll give you something to look back on. And uh, maybe it'll help kind of capture those emotions and define them better than what we can do here, uh, you know, better than what we can do here as strangers very far away. But I, I do wish you the best of the luck. Hopefully hopefully things turn out well, at least better than they have been there lately. But uh, and, and other than that, I guess I have to give you props, too, on being the first kind of quasi-political question we've had. I guess we had one <laughs> early on, uh, somebody about there, there was a wedding with two sides getting married and they were completely different politics. Do you remember that one from way back in the day? Boy, sort of, yeah. And they do, and they managed, they actually, that was when I got a follow-up email from them. They managed to get married, and everything worked out, and there were no big crises or anything. Nobody came to blows. I don't know that the Hong Kong situation is going to resolve itself that successfully, but hey, maybe maybe you'll follow the example at other podcasts, and everything will be okay. Uh, any closing thoughts, Steve? Uh, no, but I like how you said that uh, <clears throat> we in America, we find, because we really... There's not a lot to complain about right now. It's pretty prosperous for America. We're not at war with anyone in particular. So we find things down to the minutia, the granular, things that affect 0.00001% of the population kind of stuff to argue about, or things that are just kind of manufactured because they don't match the fact. But nothing matters until it does. And this is one of the things that matters. And I'm hoping that this kind of puts to shame some of the, the petty squabbling that Americans do with each other. You mean like on a, another podcast where two people argue about things that really don't matter? <laughs> no, there have been a few that have been confusing to me why we are arguing about it on a national level. And if I say it, I'll be like Cokie Roberts, like uh, just kind of bringing up, why is this such a big deal? And all of a sudden now I'm shamed and I'm not employable for the rest of my life. Like, we know how to make pariahs and we love lording that over other people. Please, please don't get us canceled off the internet, Steve. Every time I click record with you, I'm like, is tonight the night that Steve gets us banished from the internet? Not tonight, though. Not tonight. Well, Not tonight, baby. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have a question you'd like to send in uh, for us to solve in 10 minutes or less, send that to James Breakwell at ExplodingUnicorn.com. And that's Exploding Unicorn with the E. As tonight showed, it does not have to be a marriage question. It can be between parents and children. It can be between competing political factions. It can be whatever you want. As long as there's some kind of relationship involved, we'll take a crack at it. This has been another week of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 Minutes of Your Life You'll Never Get Back. <laughs>